Hey friends, are you a product business owner that has built your business to multi six figure to a multi million dollar business? If that is you, we are hosting a live training on the three stages of business to grow and level up to a profitable million dollar business that works for you. We are going to talk about what it takes for you, the business owner, to remove yourself as the bottleneck of your business and grow a team that can not only help you do all the things, but a team that will actually start making decisions without you so that you can lean into the role you were meant to be. The visionary, the high-level strategist, the creative. And we want to help you level up your business in the next 12 months. So if you're looking for support as you navigate to this level in your business, we invite you to join us. You can register for this free training at theproductboss.com slash level up. We will also be sharing information and answering questions about our highest level program, the Product Boss Mastermind. Mina and I would love to meet you and connect to help you level up your business and you as a business owner during this call. I want to remind you that you have done an exceptional job getting to this level of business on your own, but what it will take to grow to the next level is going to be different than what you have done before. We know you can level up your business without you having to be the person who does all of the things and makes every decision on your own. That's why the Product Boss Mastermind is the place for high-level strategy and collaboration so you can connect with other product-based business owners who get it and who are going where you are going. If your business is a six to seven-figure-a-year business, we invite you to join us for one of our upcoming live trainings, and we'll be sharing information on our high-level, world-renowned product-based mastermind. We are now accepting applications to be considered for a very limited amount of spaces for 2022. Make sure to register for this totally free training and live Q&A at theproductboss.com slash level up. You can also click the link in the show notes. And my friends, if you are ready to commit to yourself this next year, and you know that this year is going to be your year to reach that next level in your business without sacrificing your freedom and creativity, surrounded by a collaborative group of product bosses who get it and grow together by sharing ideas, strategies, and insider secrets, then we invite you to apply to be considered to the Product Boss Mastermind at theproductbossmastermind.com. Okay, now let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my grateful co-host, Mina Kunla-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, friends. If you're listening to this in real time, we are grateful for each and every one of you for letting us mm-hmm. you know, be in your ears, for being a part of your business journey. So just thank you, thank you, thank you. And we hope that you are lounging in a turkey and mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce coma (laughs) and listening to us in your earbuds. Yeah. And shopping from the small biz shopping directory. But it might be a busy weekend (laughs) for all of you. So maybe you're listening to this as you're packing orders and hearing those cha-chings come through as well, right? There's so... (laughs) And 
took all that food that I just mentioned, put it in a sandwich and made it portable. And now you're eating it. <laughs> God, you're making me hungry. <laughs> It's not. I'm looking forward to the holidays. <laughs> so obviously we're recording this a bit earlier than the holidays, but happy Thanksgiving, my friends. Um, and if you're across the world um, and you're not celebrating the U.S. Thanksgiving, we're also grateful for each and every one of you. It's a time of gratitude and reflection. Um, so we're really, really excited to bring you this episode. We are going to share with you our journey to becoming first-time investors into a company. It's something that's not discussed very often amongst women, to be 100% honest. Sometimes it feels like there's not a seat at the table or that we're not really brought into these conversations. So we want to share this journey with all of you so that we can bring you into the conversation, that we can open this up. And you're going to go through a a learning process with us. So trust me, like we're not professionals in any means. (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be a more um, laid back episode, I feel like, of how we've kind of waded our way through into becoming investors because it certainly is not anything we've done before, let's just say. (laughs) So bear with us as we (laughs) chat, but I think it'll be fun. I know a lot of you let us know. We get, you know, in the podcast reviews that you all leave that we're so grateful for or in our DMs, you tell us, you know, a lot of times it's having fun and having business conversations. So we want to set up at this virtual business table with all of you where we're, you know, still maybe eating our like turkey cranberry sandwiches together and <laughs> um, sipping on drinks and just chatting about our journey. So first though, my friends, I want to first invite you to something really cool that Light Pink has put together for the holiday season. You may have heard us talk about this, but it is the Light Pink Guide to the Holiday Season. It's really great because what's inside is, so we'll put the link in the show notes, click on it, opt into this light pink guide to the holiday season because what's inside is a free custom light pink holiday preset by the light and airy photographer. So like you can, it's this preset. So you can basically make all of your pictures online look amazing. There's exclusive discounts. There's a lot of beautiful products inside. It supports shopping from small businesses. There's also a mention of the shop one of five directory. Um, so they're in there as well. There, it supports female business owners. It helps you figure out what to wear and wellness and beauty topics. It's got some of the trendiest and most coveted gifts of the year. There's conversation starters and tips on creating new holiday traditions. There's cocktail recipes because light pink is a rosé spritzer and we'll get into what that is, but it's delicious. It's a delicious drink. It's a rosé spritz. Um, and so there's so many things. And so when you sign up today, okay, so go in and grab your guide. You get to enter to win a holiday tablescape and a one-year supply of light pink. So when you grab it, it'll let you know how to enter the sweepstakes. And um, it's really exciting. And we're seeing so many of you sign up and then tag drink light pink to get access to the guide and to enter the sweepstakes. And the guide is absolutely free. So make sure you grab it because it is full of such amazing things. And uh, which kind of kind of leads us into this chat about light pink, which is a rosé spritzer. Like Jacqueline said, there's a non-alcoholic version, but the main thing about it is that it's completely female funded, completely female funded. Never even heard of before, <laughs> I would say, of a company being female funded because it just, the access was not there, right? So I wanted to say that first, because I think that this story is one that's just like, um, just an incredible journey to be on. We're obviously at the very beginning of it, but it's really cool to be part of something that is going to be so impactful. This is, it's paving the way for other 
companies to be female funded and be potentially completely female funded and um, opening people's eyes up to um, how it's done, especially in the beverage industry, which is all male and um, cutthroat, I would say. (laughs) And a lot of times if there are female investors, for example, um, they might be one, two, and and generally generally men. And I will say at a table of men, I personally feel it's not inadequate, but I feel like you have to prove something more or something. I mean, it's sometimes not smart enough, especially when mm-hmm. it comes down to numbers and finance and things like that. It's something like, I just, I don't know the language. I don't get the language. It doesn't feel as innate in my body to know it. And so I would say that I probably would back away from investments with, with a majorly, not back away, but I'd feel more intimidated, I guess is the word. Yeah. yeah. And I think that when we first started thinking about investing, it had a lot to do with the fact that it is female funded, completely female funded. But also, I mean, before we even did the research of whether or not we wanted to do it, you know, we did research into the product. So the product, I think this is a really good example of how it's more than the product, right? So is a rosé spritzer, you know, hard seltzers, everything. They're so in. I drink them all the time. I love them. Um, they That's definitely a product, right? But the whole ethos of, of light pink is that it's about connection, female connection. I'm going to read this. It's about creating better conversations and bigger opportunities while connecting over cocktails, right? It's completely female funded. And it's really the, the core of it is really bringing women to the forefront. And so I think that that for me, at least was like, the main thing is like, yeah, it's cool to be in on a product that is a rosé spritzer. Don't get me wrong, but it's more than the product, right? It's much more than having just that product in hand. It's it's much more about the mission of it and the um, everything that's around it. Mm-hmm. So let's go all the way back to how did we become investors? Like, how did this all happen? So mm-hmm. we were fortunate enough to be invited onto Lori Harder's podcast, the Earn Your Happy podcast. And she had been listening to the podcast for a while to the product boss because she was starting a product-based business. And so mm-hmm. we were invited to come on and talk about, you know, just be experts about product-based businesses on Earn Your Happy podcast, which is a gigantic podcast, friends, like millions and yeah. millions of downloads. Like Lori is amazing. So we get on and we do the podcast. And at the very end, she's like, okay, this is going to be a little bit weird. I know we just met, but I have a really good feeling about you too. And with your expertise as product-based business owners and you know what we're doing with our community. She's like, I have a question for you. She's like, just bear with me. And we were like, mm-hmm. okay, what's that, Lori? What's that, Lori Harder, who has a question for us? And she's like, you may know that I'm starting this company, Light Pink. It's um, it's a rosé wine spritz, right? There's It's canned rosé wine spritz. Plus there's a non-alcoholic rosé, which I've had and it's delicious. And she's like, we just had an investor drop out and we have space for another investor because we were kind of late to the game. Like she had already kind of done this for a long time. She's like, would you two like to be investors in this fully female funded business? We were like, well, this is exciting. You should have seen me mm-hmm. and I like post call with Lori. We were like, what, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely unexpected. And I will say like, even taking it back a little bit further, we knew nothing about being investors. Right. So it's like, you know, like right now I've been hearing all these stats about like 1%, 1 to 3% of women are of investors. Investment funding goes to females. Now I will tell so meaning you like to be fund, like mm-hmm. invested people that invest in businesses, only one to 3% are investing into female 
owned businesses, right? Yeah. Sometimes I see 5%. That's being super generous for marginalized, like let's say minority or anybody, they, it's probably closer to 1%. That's one out of a hundred, right? So it's just crazy to think about. And I will tell you, I, in complete honesty, I didn't care about that stat. I was just like, who gives a, you know, whatever, because in my mind, it was something that my mind could not even wrap around, right? Like it, um, it's kind of like when I first heard, you know, in 2020 about anti-racism, it, I never knew it existed. Just like a woman being a female funder, like, yeah, I get it. That seems like a unicorn. You're like, I didn't care about it that much. I guess it wasn't in our, it wasn't in our space or in our ecosystem. Yeah, it wasn't. So it yeah, wasn't even a it thought. wasn't. It wasn't even a light switch that went into my brain. And so when I first heard about anti-racism, and believe me, I grew up with racism like all around. You know, I grew up in Iowa. There's kids that couldn't even play with us. You know, I knew about racism, but I did not understand or click when it came to anti-racism. And that was something that switched in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there could be change here that I could get on board with. And it kind of clicked in my brain. The same thing happened for me with the investment conversation. I didn't care that much about like, who cares about this stat? That's like one to 3% of women are the investors. But then when we got in the conversation with Lori Harder, and I saw like the, the actual purpose or the mission and the reason why it was important, you know, and the reason why it has to be more than one to 3%. And it's like a whole conversation that can be changed, a whole narrative, a whole generational thing that can be changed. That's when it clicked in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. I get the importance of it now. Whereas before it felt like, you know, not that big a deal. Like that was somebody else's space, you know, and it was, okay, this is always and will be always, you know, rich white men or something, you know? And um, I mean, primarily it is, right? I didn't think that I could be a part of changing even that or be a part of that world or even having it click in my brain. And now listen, as you're all listening to us and we're saying these things, like this is just our own personal way of explaining it to you as women, as women of minority. Um, I'm married to a white man. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) I mean... Do we have to apologize for how we're speaking about rich white men? I think they're fine. I, I you know, I'm just saying. I just want to make sure because you know it's a time of, of we like. Anyways, so mm-hmm. with that said, you know, Mina and I had just never considered like as part of our life's journey was never. Oh, one day we want to be investors in a business. That was yeah. Even. I didn't think that doing that would lead to anything bigger. You right. know, and I think for me, I didn't even understand it nor was mm-hmm. I ever even offered the ability. I mean, listen, I lived in New York City. Like I'm friends with people that are in finance. Do you think they ever said to me, hey, I've got this opportunity. Do you want to come invest or like anything? No. So mm-hmm. with this opportunity from Loria, she's kind of saying, um, you know, would you want to do this? And she let us know the amount that was sort of left over to if we wanted to fill that spot. And she sent us the deck so invest, mm-hmm. you know, for an investment, they send you a deck that's basically like, like a pitch deck, essentially. Yeah. And projections of the business over the next several years, like what it would sell, what the revenue would the be. The market share and, you know, the industry. I mean, it was a, it was a thick deck. Under- <laughs> understanding <laughs> the numbers. Um, and I went, you know, Mina talked to her husband about this. I went to my brother and talked to him about it. My brother, I, as I'm talking about it, he's invested in a bunch of companies. Like it was bonkers. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
This yeah, is it's because brother. that light went off for him a long time yeah. ago, right? Because it's law of exposure. If you're not exposed to something, you're not even, it's not going to even be in your brain. You know, and people like came the, to him like when he was yeah. successful as an entrepreneur, he was like in opportunities or in rooms or sitting at tables with people that had ideas. And, and these guys all started businesses and they understood it wasn't necessarily self-funded, but they were going to do, you know, investment rounds basically. Yeah. And he's been a part of them. So he sent me a letter that he had done or an event. He knew all the things. And then, so we, as we're looking into it and deciding, are we going to do this? Then we found out that you had to be an accredited investor. So we were like, Mm -hmm. wait, no. Well, that's what my husband said to me. He was like, yeah, but you have to be an accredited investor. And I was like, oh, what's that? I thought in my mind this time, (laughs) it was, he kind of like loosely explained it, but obviously I was already Googling. And in my mind this whole time, I thought it was just a decision of yes or no. Yes. But here's why it makes it hard for people to access it. Because in order to be accredited, you have to be a certain like income level. Yeah. You have to have Uh, generated a certain amount of income as either an individual, as mm -hmm. a family. So if you're married or as a business. Uh-huh. We had no idea. Right. So we thought when Lori asked us, we were like, it's like, will you accept this rose? Like the bachelor? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we'll accept this rose. But in fact, we had to yeah. be accredited. But it wasn't, yeah, we had to be accredited, but it wasn't like you have that money now. It's you have to have had that money prior. For two years. Yeah, for two years. So that's why I think that there's such a big gap in whether or not somebody can do it is because people make a certain amount a certain amount of money but the people that have that generational wealth they get a head start mm-hmm. right so even when you think about like access to healthcare or access to better schooling and things like that sometimes you don't get access to you're an adult you mm-hmm. know or way way further and so if you've been privileged enough to have access when you're young or when you're a young adult and you're able to make decisions you just get further you know so even in like 2 years time, you know, it's just like, okay, well, in these two years time, I was hustling my butt off. I don't know if I'm accredited, you know? Because we've had the product boss for four years and you all know we have our yeah. other businesses as well. Well, the first year, it was more like a fun year. Like, you know, I mean, it was, it we was call definitely it fun like, money because we'd use the money to <laughs> yeah. see each other. <laughs> it was, it was fun. It's always been fun, but this was like, we did not depend on that money at all. It was more like, yeah, you know, wasn't really like, like it is now with a team and salaries. Yeah. So, so the next, so we, we looked at the deck. We're like, yes, let's do this. We're excited about Lori. We believe in Lori. We believe in like the product, but also the fact that it's women funded. And it's an example, mm-hmm. like, um, as Lori says, it's like kicking the door down. Tell the story about Willa. <laughs> oh, I will. So, okay. so then we got into the idea of like accredited investors. Are we accredited? Uh-huh. So there were some uh-huh. messages to our CPAs. What does this mean? <laughs> uh, we asked for help. So I want you all to realize yeah. like as you're stepping in, as if you are generating more money or, you know, you, none of us are experts at anything. So no. And this is with, even if you would start a product line, research, research, research. That's how you make a decision. And then you get expert opinions if you can do that. So you should have a CPA to run things by in terms of taxes. You know, Mina and I both have um, a financial advisor, like a wealth management financial advisor that we also ran it by. We were like, what do we do? Because we're also planning on saving for retirement and things like that. These are Mm -hmm. all things that we were not, Mina and I were not able to do until we 
we're able to do it. So I just want you all yeah. to know, it's not like we've both had our businesses since the early 2000s. It's not like this yeah. has been established. We're No, like I said, the light switch wasn't even on for me. I thought that was a whole different world. But even retirement. Like, yeah, I was... <laughs> <laughs> it's like not going Welcome to my husband's world being like, what about retirement? Welcome and to I'm 2020. Like, oh, do, do, do. <laughs> but I want you all to know that, right? Like if you're all yeah. starting to make money or you're starting to become profitable, or maybe you are profitable, you maybe you're running six figure businesses now. There's a level where we get you, you get to a point where like you're not negative, you get to break even. Then when you're break even, you get to profit and it's small profit. And then you start to grow that profit. And you try to make your business as profitable as possible. When you start to be profitable and then you can pay yourself a living wage or a salary that you're in too, that's when things start to get complicated because you're like, oh, now there's money. Maybe I should have a 401k, you know, mm-hmm. retirement. Maybe there should be a savings. Maybe my kids are going to college and I need a 529. Like there's literally so many things. So just as you're stepping through your own financial journeys, just make sure that you're getting help, right? That you're getting support and that you're not nervous to talk about it because it's important. I think it's empowering to learn about it. And that's why I think Mina and I, we're going to share this journey with you because we're learning. So we're not coming at yeah. this like, hey, look at oh us my as these gosh. big investors. We're definitely not experts still. <laughs> But anyone that's invested that's listening is like these girls. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think that that's what people are afraid of, right? I think people are afraid of that people will be judging them that they don't know enough. But the thing that I love about this is that it shifts the narrative to be a more open conversation. So while that may have been the case before, and 100% it still is for 90%, 8% of the the rooms that you enter, it's going to be, it's going to feel like that. These are the people that are at the top that are, that they simply know more. They've been able to play around with large sums of money and they make deals on the golf course and things like that, right? We all, we know this world exists. Now, these other rooms though, are rooms that we create. And that's the cool part. The conversation is different there. It happens like this this conversation between myself and Jacqueline, where it's like, okay, you don't have to be afraid of sounding dumb. You don't have to be afraid of asking, you know, silly questions that you think might be silly. It is an open arena of being able to talk the way that you talk and ask the way that you ask and ask the right experts because in those rooms, it just feels different, you know? So we've created our own room. Yeah, a beautifully pink decked out table with gorgeous (laughs) glasses of rosé sitting around chatting because that's sort of what, you know, Lori's created in this world too, right? In this room Mm -hmm. is this ability to feel comfortable, to be women and to talk business. And show up as you are, Mm -hmm. you know? And so remember friends, um, just to remind you that this is part of the cool thing is this holiday guide um, that Light Pink has put together. So it's the Light Pink Guide to the Holiday Season. What's cool about it is when you do enter the sweepstakes, you'll see this beautiful picture of this like tablescape with mm-hmm. glasses of rosé. And um, when you enter, and if you enter the sweepsca- sweepstakes, you get that one-year supply of light pink, which is amazing. That's like a huge value. And then you actually get everything on that tablescape, um, which is amazing. So if mm-hmm. you want a beautiful table to talk business at, make sure that you enter the sweepstakes. Because- yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think I interrupted you last time when you were talking about the the phrase there, the catchphrase kind of, of what it is, the knock the door down. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we, we, so I guess I'm just going to go really back. So when, when Lori asked us 
And then as we got the documents and the papers and it was like, sign this, sign that, read this agreement, da, da, da. Are you an accredited investor? And we were like, well, it's an accredited <laughs> investor. <laughs> and they were like, okay, we've made it. We're accredited investors. We can do this together. Um, then I said to Lori, I remember like texting her and I was like, hey, um, so bear with us because we're just figuring this out. I was asking her all sorts of questions. She's like, no, no question is silly here. She's like, like exactly what Mina just said. She's like, I'm doing this because I know that there haven't been seats at the table. I know that the doors haven't been open to women. So like all of this, while it's, she fully believes in like pink and this delicious spritzer, right? Like, or mm-hmm. spritz, th- as much as she believes in that, she also believes like Mina said in that back end part where it's like completely female founded or funded and founded. And what Lori says is it's proof that opening doors for other women is the key to accomplishing our dreams. And not only opening doors, Lori has gone with her gorgeous outfits and high heels. She's kicked that door down and Mm -hmm. she's holding the door open. And there are 54 other female investors with us in this that have had the ability to step into this new, like wear this new hat of becoming investors. And nothing silly, right? She's like, we're going to learn this together. And that's where I think it feels so welcoming and so exciting. And then also exciting to be able to share it with all of you. Yeah. It's literally kick the door down, hold the door open for the next person. Because think about this, right? So Jacqueline and I, we've dipped our toe in now. And so have 54 other women. Actually, I think it's 52 other women. I think we're two of them. them. So I think it's 54 altogether. You know, it's the math. Whatever the math is. Anyways, it's over 50 women. And it's really cool because we've dipped our toe into it. We've asked the initial questions. You, We all know the, the first time is always the hardest at anything. And we say this about production runs, right? You pay very close attention to the first production run of a factory, right? Because the first time is always the hardest. Same with investing is my guess, right? Because now we know and we've gotten acclimated to what the waters are like, what questions we have, that sort of thing. And then we can invest in more opportunities with more women. And that is really what Lori is about. She gave us these hats during our dinner and we'll get kind of get to that. But it was the, the theme of it was invest in her, right? And I think that that for me, while it is cool to have a beverage brand, I love the mission of investing in other women. Mm-hmm. You know, women who probably will never be invested in in any other scenario, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just a really cool thing. So it was very much like a business. It was, you know, once we figured out we were accredited, once we figured out like we had to sign all the papers, um, we turned those in, we were officially mm-hmm. investors. There's no like, you don't get a rose. Like once you become an investor, you're just like, <laughs> now I'm an investor. And yeah. then the journey for us has been that, you know, Lori's been updating us. So there's investor calls, there's investor emails that are like, this is the update friends that are dealing with short like shortages and delays because of covid it's it's across the board so for example light pink should have launched earlier but then covid hit right so it's been this mm-hmm. delay so we're hoping that it launches in the spring of 2022 that's the year that we're mm-hmm. in right going into and so we've been we've been able to be a part of these investor calls now the other cool thing is the investors like there's women across the board there's mm-hmm. a group of canadian women there's women in the us like there's some like celebrity type investors. When I say celebrity, they're just like, they've got a bigger audience and they're known. So we're excited because we, when we discovered who the other investors were, it was exciting because also Mina and I would not only had a seat at the table, but we had a seat at the table with all these other women, including women that we really look up to. Mm -hmm. They're role models for us, you know, potential mentors and they're willing to share as well. Cause Ali Webb, the founder of Drybar, she's an investor. 
Like, did mm-hmm. we ever say we'd be, think we'd be at a right. table with Allie Webb? Natalie, no? a boss babe. Even Lori, Lori Harder herself. Yeah. I've been following her for a really long time. And I think that, you know, she mentioned something at dinner that was really important for all of us to think about is that, you know, there is decisions that we make just like she did. She could have gone to all of her male friends and done this in a much more easy way. Like her and Tony Robbins are buddies, you know, she could have gone to Tony Robbins. Yes. And she could have gone, her husband is a big investor as well. He invests in a lot of things, Chris Harder. So she could have gone to all their personal friends, but she, at her core, she was like, I was brought to my knees with the fact that I needed this to be female funded. I could see it so clearly. And she's like, have you ever felt when you can see something so clearly, you feel it with every, you know, being every part of your being and you're so, so much that you drop to your knees. And then she, you know, we raised our hands, you know, cause I think we've all been there that moment of clarity. And she's like, I knew it had to be female funded. Now, was that easy? Was it as fun as what we're talking about? Oh, female funded, you know, yay. No, it's incredibly hard. Think incredibly about the learning hard. curve. She had to like, Think about all these women she approached and then had to explain to them. And then they had to go through the same thing that Mina right. did. We got to do it on the tail end. She's been working on this business for years. So, yeah. so there are people like Jenna Kutcher is an investor, which is amazing, right? Kayla Kraft is an investor. Um, like I said, Ali Webb, who founded Drybar. I mean, mind blown there, right? Um, Lindsay Schwartz uh, is an investor. Heather Dubrow. Soon to be on the podcast yes. sometime. Heather Dubrow, <laughs> who's a housewife, for example. So there's some like... In- there's some women that we've looked to. And then there's women that we've just met. Katrina Scott, that's someone, I mean, I've been a fan of Tone It Up for all the mm-hmm. years since they had a reality yeah. show. So we're excited for that. And we're excited to learn from them and to build this business together. So just to bring you on that journey. So there's investor meetings, there's investor emails. And then Lori invited us all to an investor dinner at her house in Arizona, which a lot of you saw us do on social media. It was just a few weeks ago. And that was something where Lori wanted to host us together so that we would meet each other, be introduced to each other and really sit down at a table together and understand the impact we were having on just as an example to other people today. And also like Mina said, like kicking that door down and holding that door open for other people so that we could share with our communities. I mean, we have tens of thousands of people that listen to this podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that we tell all of you over and over and over. And that is, you can't do it alone. You have to do it together. Mm -hmm. And so that really is the point of it is that she brought us together so we could connect with each other and truly bond with each other because, you know, in person has that kind of magic to it. And we were able to bond with people that we admire, with new people that we made friends with. And we all had the same you know, heart of hearts of helping women, helping small businesses for myself and Jacqueline and really doing it together, like locking arms in a way, you know, and mm-hmm. we did it. And we over did actually. Rosé. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did it over rosé spritz and uh, cocktails and dinner. And that's, you know, it's in any age old thing, you break bread together, right? You know, so um, that's what happened was at that dinner was we just, got to know each other a lot more. Mm-hmm. Question for you, product boss. How much time, effort, and money do you spend promoting your business each year? Do you feel like it's paying off? Are you getting tons of visibility? Or do you feel like you're struggling to get more eyes on your products? This is exactly why we created the Small Business Shopping Directory. The Small Business Shopping Directory is an all-in-one place for customers to shop, discover, and support small product businesses every day. 
It's a place for you to be visible to new customers and get discovered. The Small Business Shopping Directory is the number one small product-based business directory that gets your business in front of thousands of customers who want to support and buy from small businesses just like yours. It's a perfect way to get your products in front of eager buyers this season without having to spend thousands on ads. Our goal is to get you more visibility and to get more eyes on your business. And here's the best part. We're doing this together. The directory is a way for small businesses like yours to join forces and create a big impact because customers can finally find you online and offline. They can support you with their purchasing power. It will take all of us to create this movement of supporting small and we can do it together. So are you in? We invite you to join the small business shopping directory. This is your personal invitation to get listed today. You can get up and running in just minutes. So don't wait. You can join now and get your listing by heading to shop one in five.com and click on the link to get listed. The cool thing about light pink. So because all of you are product bosses, I'm just going to like switch over to my coaching hat right now and tell you watch this journey of light pink coming to market. Lori's a genius at marketing. Her team is great at marketing while this is a funded company. So again, she, she was able to raise $2 million in capital amongst 54 women investing into this business. Okay. That's $2 million. That's a, that's a lot of money to, to come up with, right. Where she could have maybe gone to like four guys and asked for 500,000. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good math there. Thank you. Did that add up? <laughs> so when I say four guys, again, remember they're friends with like, like, they're, yeah. They have friends with lots of money. Yeah. But she decided she was like, this is my journey. Not only is it bringing this product to market, but my journey is also to have women at the table as investors. And so, but I want you all to also look at it as how they talk about the business. So this holiday guide, right? This is amazing. This is something that's, that's the investors are all sharing it. It's this sort of grassroots way of getting light pink out there while the product's not ready yet. She's creating this long lead launch. She's growing her email list. She's growing her social media following. She's getting the information out there. So by the time light pink comes to market, people have already heard about it. They've heard about it from us. I mean, no like and trust. Have you ever heard us say that, right? (laughs) Never. This is a lot of... No, right? You get to know the person. So it's like brand awareness. And I don't mean the person. I mean, you get to know the product, the, the, the brand. story. Yeah, the brand, the brand awareness. It's like how Jacqueline talks about how um, you're a star in the universe, but how are people going to find you? So there's initial brand uh, brand awareness. Then the like part is that they get to like you and they get, you're engaging with them. You're pulling them in. You're seeing where you're aligned, where you're not aligned. You're you know, seeing it in your, you know, lifestyle, uh, trying it on, like Jacqueline likes to say too. And then the trust part is that they trust and bond you with enough, with you enough that they buy from you. And this happens with anything, you know, whether it is peanut butter to, you know, pink rosé, uh, you know, spritz. So 
it, it, it is it any product. And that's why it's when we say it's more than the product, it truly is more than the product, right? So yeah. it's peanut butter is small batch and flavored in a certain way. And that's what you ate as a kid. It's different, right? It's different than some other peanut butter. Same with uh, light pink. If it's female funded, if it, you know, it's, if the, it's about connection and cocktails and women holding the door open for each other and never feeling like you're not enough to be sitting at a table, right? And then it tastes great and you're bringing other women together and it becomes a snowball effect of, you know, women for women, empowering women and investing in each other, invest in her. Remember, like, like I said, and that becomes more than the product. So it is that no like, and trust that is built in a long way. And that's how you get basically people that are obsessed with brands, people that are, will, you know, super fans or, you know, really raving fans that they will buy anything you put out because they're attached to you from more than that specific product. It's your whole entire brand. Yeah. So going back to like pink, for example, you know, she's entering a canned alcoholic beverage market. Yeah. Which is not easy. <laughs> I mean, it is massive, but it is not easy. I mean, um, I was reading this one article that said that White Claw was 70% of the market, right? Now that still is not, you know, there's still 30%. This is multi-billion dollar industry. So not a big deal if it's 30% of multi-billions, right? But what market share and what customer is right for these other smaller brands, right? And how many of them are going to be able to last? So it's really interesting to read. And when you think about White Claw or Truly, or you think about these other like spritzer, they're not spritzers, they're seltzers, hard seltzers that have come Mm -hmm. to the market. They're not targeting women. A lot of times women might go for them, but they're not targeting women. They're not targeting, they're not like women for women. It's a different thing, right? So if you think Mm -hmm. about Light Pink and her approach to entering a market that's one, hard to get into, Two, Uh pretty generic, like, you know, maybe like, maybe there's a higher market, you know, more people, more women buy canned seltzers than men, maybe. I don't know the statistics there right now, but she's going niche. I want to just, I know I've talked about this in the podcast. If any of you have read Delivering Happiness, but that's the book about how Zappos started. And when Zappos started, um, back when it started, they looked at the shoe market And they said, how much of the shoe market is ordered through catalogs only? Because if you can all remember before we ordered our clothes and shoes and everything online, we used to go to shoe stores. So tons Mm -hmm. and tons of people were like, no one will ever buy shoes without trying them on, right? You go to a shoe store, you put your foot in the little silver thing, you figure out what your size is. That was a career. Yeah. Shoe salesman. Shoe sales. And you Mm -hmm. had to physically go to the store. And so when Tony came up with Zappos, he was like, what market share of this let's call it billion dollar industry. It's way more than billions, but let's just say billion dollar industry. How much of that is catalog? And he was like 5%. He discovered 5% of people bought their shoes from catalogs. So he thought, can I take over that 5% of the shoe industry through online versus paper catalogs? Because also if you remember, paper catalogs went out of business for a long time. And he did. And that's how Zappos grew. So whenever any of you are thinking about it, we're not going to serve everyone we cannot possibly sell to every single customer out there in the world. And so you just want to capture your own section of that market. 1%, half a percent, a 0.1%. I don't know what the market share is and you don't have to worry about that right now, but it's not about being everything to everyone. So light pink is, she, Lori has, is a genius. She's really leaning into women, connecting women and also female 
funded and founded by women. So she's like Mina said, it's that no like and trust around that and a really high quality product and beverage. Yeah. And it's rosé based, which means it's, that's why it's called a spritz instead of a seltzer. I think I didn't, not fully into exactly. You didn't read the investor email? (laughs) (laughs) But I think that it is the wine base of it because it's rosé that it's considered a spritz because you're adding to that. Because that's why what people, how you create a spritz, a spritzer is you add wine and uh, a wine base to seltzer, essentially, Mm -hmm. you know? So we're just really fortunate, grateful, and lucky to, as two first-generation Americans, you know, we both love Thanksgiving. Let me tell you, like in my family, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is like one of our most favorite holidays. I love Thanksgiving. Okay. So same, same. So, but as first-generation Americans, I think there was a section of time when Mina and I were at this investor dinner before we went and we were like, how is this even, how is this even happening right now? Because like yeah. how you started this in the very beginning, we were like, how many percentages of like minority owned, female minority owned businesses are funded? I'd love mm-hmm. to flip it and think how many women of minority or, you know, are investors and have a seat at the table. I mean, not many at all. Um, I, if you watch her stories, I really, I mean, it was a reflection point for sure. I think that this dinner, if anything, put like a really huge flag into the ground for us. Like we staked our, you know, this moment in time that felt very, very significant. So maybe we can go back to this podcast episode when we forget, you know, years and years from now. So I'm on the plane and we're, we're flying first class, right? So that in itself felt like very much like something that felt so significant, right? Uh, You know, flying first class, first generation American. My dad dropped me off at the airport at 4 a.m. Well, Mina was trying to explain what Uber was to him. (laughs) Yes. And he was like, well, when you get there, how are you going to get around? It's like, I'll just call an Uber. And he was like, Uber? And I was like, yeah, it's like you have your phone and there's these people, like taxi drivers, they come get you. And he was like, oh, wow. Like he was very skeptical. My dad is a very safe person. So anyways, I explained Uber to him and it just like kind of like shook me by my shoulders a little bit of, I cannot believe that I'm going to an investor's dinner. I cannot believe I'm flying there first class. I cannot believe that as I'm sitting here on a plane, not more than, and I did the math 46 years ago, that my parents were on a plane with nothing, nothing. Couldn't speak a language. Couldn't speak any, not, like no English. My grandparents they were survivors too. of a refugee camp where yes. like, there were people shot and killed. They were carrying cyanide pills in case they get got caught by the... Right. That's when they went from the refugee camps that were in Vietnam to flee to, you have to go across the river, Mekong River, to get to Thailand because that's where the planes are. But the Thai people didn't want the Thai Nam people either. So they would get in prison. So if you got shot, if you got caught fleeing, you would get shot, right? And this is what happened to my husband's dad. He went back for uh, what would be my husband's grandparents, real dad and real grandparents. And he was shot during that whole thing. And his mom, my mother-in-law, who's still here, she's she was born in 1960. So she's only four, uh, she's 60, 60, what is that? Again, whatever math. year is 61. Near, 61. So that is not that long ago when you think about it, right? She had him when she was, he, she was 19 when she came over. So not long at all. And I'm thinking 46 years ago, they literally came to a country fleeing war, scared, didn't know the language. I couldn't even imagine the amount of fear that would have. And then 46 years later, here I am 
as their daughter or their daughter-in-law or their granddaughter. And my grandparents have since passed, but very significant for my grandpa too, who was a veteran and literally like brought his family to America. And um, here I am going to investors dinner. Mm -hmm. Like it's just crazy to think about. That's Mm -hmm. one generation away, two generations really. Yeah. So, and you know, my my story is that my dad was born in Morocco and were Jewish and Jews were being persecuted and they went to Israel and um, they basically became squatters. Um, his dad was a, a security guard and it was like in the original part of Israel. And so also same thing. It was like, they just had to figure it out in a new land. And yeah. even when my dad immigrated to the US, he just had to figure it out, right? He just figured mm-hmm. out. And I think that's really like the ability to think like making money from nothing comes from the fact that literally both of our parents had nothing started over and had to make money from nothing. And so it's, it's, it's different. We have different stories, but you know, like we said, we're first generation Americans and we've both created these things from nothing. I'm the first person in my family to ever go to college. You know, Mm -hmm. like it wasn't a thing. It wasn't something my dad started working at 13 years old. Like my grandmother was 13 when she started having babies. Like it's all just such a Mm -hmm. trip, you know? And so we're fortunate to be privileged enough to live here privileged enough as women that we could make our own stories. Like we can Mm -hmm. become investors. We can have opportunities. We can build businesses and make them work with our life. And I think, you know, we really wanted to do this episode on Thanksgiving because in our reflection of, we wanted to share this journey with you. So you all are also have a seat at the table to understand investing. So if you ever get this opportunity yourselves, you've got a little bit more knowledge than we did when we started, but also that we're so grateful. We're so grateful for like, what we've been able to do in our time here and what we are doing and what our kids are going to see us do or what all of you are hearing us do. And then you could pass it on too, because like, like Mina said, it's like, you know, kicking the door down, holding it open. We also talk about like pulling, you know, if you're up the ladder a little higher, you reach back down and you pull another woman up and that's what we, yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I think that like the thing that really hit me when I was sitting on the plane was that I don't think I've ever dreamt that big. Never, Uh -uh. you know, it it didn't, like I had mentioned earlier in this episode, it didn't click for me in my brain that I would ever be invited to have a seat at the table nor want a seat at the table. It was just, it felt like a whole different world. It felt like something that was a mystery. It felt like that land exists and I'm not a part of it, you know, that whole thing. And then all of a sudden here I am as an investor and it clicked for me that, oh my gosh, I'm able to create, to be a part of a room that was created that I am allowed there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I've ever dreamt that big. I don't think that you know, my grandparents did. I don't think my parents even do. Like they don't quite even fully understand it. I mean, Uber is, you know, even confusing in that aspect. <laughs> like I said, mind blown that morning, even for that. So I think that it was just a lot of reflection of that point of being like, oh my gosh, this is something really big here, something really significant. And not only is it for me and my children, but for everybody, like women, all women out there for our community, for Lori Harder's community, for all these other 50, you know, take us times 52. (laughs) Well, actually there's two of us. So you, whatever. (laughs) God, now we're in multiplication. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Okay. Let's say it's just me. Take me times 54. (laughs) And then you've got really a massive, you know, 
change that's happening because we're doing it together. Yeah. Depending on everyone's (laughs) community, thousand people, 5,000 people, 500,000 people for each investor. Think about that message going out to all of our communities, to our, you know, podcast listeners, like in the emails to our Facebook and Instagram followers. And, and I think that's the beautiful thing about Lori. So what I said earlier uh, in Lori's like business growth and what she's doing here with light pink. So I'd love you all to follow light pink. Okay, so go to Instagram, follow at drink light pink. It's L-I-T-E pink. Watch this pre-launch. Watch how she builds community. Watch how she's talking about the founders. Watch how when we tell you people buy from people, it Lori's not the face of light pink. Like you don't see her face every other thing as like on on her feed, but she's building this, like Mina said, no like and trust around the the mm-hmm. the brand that people want to buy from this thing that has more to it. I know some of you out there are like, well, I make my jewelry. Like what's more to this, you know, or, or I make, you know, whatever you make and you're like how it's not female founded, but you have a story. You're a small business. You have a family. Maybe you live on a farm. How is it made? It's hand poured. Like you also have stories that people are interested in. And so I think watching light pink as product bosses from like an observant perspective, and then also come join us over there. Join us in this movement. Um, sign up, you know, grab that holiday gift guide. It's got some cool things. And what I also love is that I don't know about men's businesses, but I don't think guys are sending out these like really cool, fashionable, like gift guides to get people on board with like a product, but it is fun, right? It it feels Mm -hmm. very aligned to the business and aligned to the customers they're trying to attract. So I think just look at this from a perspective as a business owner with market research, but also come along on the ride with us. It's fun. It's exciting. And it's an opportunity that we just can't wait to share more with you about. For sure. And I think we're going to wrap up with this. I wanted you to tell that story about Willa. um, About investing? Yeah, about investing. Because it's just a simple story. But the fact is, is that we, I have two daughters. Jacqueline has one daughter. So, but here's the crazy thing. We also have a platform of millions of women, right? You and I do Mm -hmm. through the Product Boss podcast. And so while Jacqueline maybe flipped the switch for Willa in this conversation they had, and I can flip the switch in the brains of my own daughters, our hope with this podcast episode and with this reflection time is that we flip the switch for you too, that you can kind of wrap your mind in the thinking that, oh my gosh, it is bigger than me. And I want to be a part of this. And this is how I do it is that I go get this you know, guide and I sign up for this and I follow along and I become a part of this community and I, I see the importance of it and the significance of it. So whatever switch that is for all of you, I think that, that it's just something, it starts with something small and then it's just like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing that I could do. Yeah, your support of. is going to be proof that this can be done, that it can yeah. be a fully female funded and founded business that can be successful. And then I, and the other switch for all of you is like thinking a bit bigger. Like there, like you mm-hmm. might, all of you might now be thinking, well, maybe one day I can become an investor. You're all going to go Google accredited investor. You're going to figure it out. You're going to say, mm-hmm. okay, like I need two running years of X revenue and or income. And you'll be like, maybe one day I might want to dip my toe into this, that this opportunity might come my way. Or you may come up with a business idea where instead of it being self-funded, you may do this kind of thing and do and do funding, right? Like look for investors to fund. It's a whole other thing. But but I just want you all to think about that you have that possibility. And we're trying to do that as as role models for you as well, or like at least model it, not role models, but model it for you. So here's my conversation with Willa, who's six. 
She's like, mommy, you're leaving again to, for work. We've been locked in a house for two years <laughs> let's, together. Let's start with that. The mom guilt that happens around leaving. How many so- <laughs> months have we been in quarantine together? Mommy just needs to get out of the house for 24 hours. <laughs> It literally was like such a short weekend. <laughs> we went so fast. We went as fast as possible. We flew on a Friday. We had part of Friday, <laughs> Friday night, Saturday. We left bright like 6 a.m. in the morning Sunday. Okay. <laughs> we were back before the weekend was over. Mommy, you're leaving. You're going out for work. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, um, well, uh, this isn't really work, I guess. Like this is different. Like Mina and I are meeting, but this is a really cool thing that mommy and Mina have been able to do and we were able to become investors. Now she watches this Netflix show called The Investigators. So she's like, like an <laughs> investigator? And I was like, no, an investor. So I tried to explain to her what an investor was. I was like, someone comes up with a business or an idea and they and they go to other people. And those people give a little bit of money each or a lot of money each to help get this business going, right? It's a lot of people together working together. I said, so like if you and your friends wanted to have a lemonade stand, maybe each of you would do $5 each and you guys would put those $5 each in. So you'd have $15 and you'd be able to go buy lemons. And some of you would bring cups and you'd bring make the sign and you would do it together. But each of you needed to put in your money so you could build this lemonade stand. She goes, okay, all right. So not an investigator. No, an investor. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back to that, right? This is six. <laughs> and she's like, okay, uh-huh. And I was like, and what's really interesting about this is it's all women. It hasn't happened before in the past that, all women are able to all put, they, they've worked really hard. They've made money and they're able to now take their money and invest in another woman's business. And that's a way of, of, you know, growing your wealth. Like just, I don't know how I was explaining it. And she's like, and I was like, and it's new, like, you know, grandma is talking about my mom was like, grandma, like she didn't do this. Like she didn't even make her own money. Um, and so like the fact that mommy makes her own money and can invest it, it's a big deal. Mina's like, I think you've gone over her head at this point. I'm like, well, I'm just trying to get my point across. <laughs> yeah. So she told me this story and I was like, I think that, cause she was saying, you know, back in the day, grandmas and people before they didn't have options to make money. Mm-hmm. They, you know, sometimes they would get money, but they couldn't make money. I mean, it, she was, you know, I was going in was, depth to my childhood yes, trauma. <laughs> in depth. <laughs> it was more like a therapy session for my versus, uh, you know, investor but versus our, investigator. My, mom, my grandma, we didn't have, yeah. they didn't have the options. They didn't have as many yeah, options. Women right. didn't have options to to make money, to have jobs. Fewer women and, did. And they didn't have other women to believe in them either because it just wasn't a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, even when you're investing, it's like, I believe in you so much that I'm backing it up with my money. Mm-hmm. And I think that us as small businesses, we get that, right? Friends and family, they buy your products because they're backing up your their belief in you with your money. This is the same thing on a bigger scale, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I love that conversation with Willa because now Willa, at least, you know, the first conversation I know, like, we want it to feel and look a certain way. And this is with any big conversation we think that we're having, the really cerebral ones, especially. But now Willa's going to go in, out into the world and she's going to be in, you know, first grade talking with her friends and her friend's going to be like, yeah, my mom did this. And she'll be like, yeah, you know, before women didn't get to make their own money, you know? So it's like seeding things for other people or, you know, or her friends want to do something and they're coming up. They were writing a menu. They were creating a restaurant. Now she uh-huh. has like the idea of like, Hey, if we each took our $5 from the tooth fairy and put it in, we could do this. So it's uh-huh. the idea of like collaboration. Cause you all know, we believe in collaboration over competition. 
women coming together to help build each other's businesses, to support each other's businesses, and also to help us each accomplish these dreams and lives we have. Because not only do we have more options, like our options and opportunities, at least for sure in the US, I know, is that we have unlimited opportunities. We just have to take them. We just have to step forward into it and take it Mm -hmm. and, and look to other women who are modeling that for us to say, okay, this is possible. I may not know how to do it right now, but it's possible. And I think that's the very first light switch for each of you is like, what's possible. And then eventually Mm -hmm. it'll get ingrained in our bodies where my daughter can't even in her head, imagine a time that women couldn't do anything they wanted. She couldn't. Like, like we grew up in a place in that, but she couldn't even imagine it. And now she's stepping forward and anything is possible. So yeah. we want that for all of you and we're grateful for all of you. And so thank mm-hmm. you for listening to this journey with us and we'll be updating you throughout. Yeah. And make sure you sign up for the holiday guide. Make sure you follow at drink light pink and you'll hopefully like, let us know if you see glimpses of us <laughs> and that's a background image. Hey, I saw you sitting at that table. Um, Yeah, let us know, but grab the holiday guide and then send us Uh a DM. We're going to give you our link. So use our link and we're going to, we'd love to know that you're in there, what you've seen. Check it out. Tell us how you had the shop one and five directory listing is in there. And we're just really excited. And don't forget that we, you also can be buying your gifts from the shop one and five small business directory. So that is just another side. And you're like, how many places do I need to go ladies? Two the light pink holiday gift guide and the shop one in five small business directory for all the things for this holiday season. Yep. Thanks everybody. Bye friends. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the product class podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the product boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.